Well, we finished the 11 foundational books and gotten from chapter 1 through 14 of Benware's book and finished up with the book of Nehemiah. And with that, we've gotten through part two and turn over to the page of contents just to observe this. There was part one, which is the introduction and overview. Part two, we went through the foundational books and now part three, the poetic books. And if you're looking on that contents page, right at the very, very beginning of the book, it's a blue page, um, we'll see that we're going to go through chapter 15 on Hebrew poetry, then Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, and Lamentations. So we have no time to lose. Let's jump into it. Part three, the poetic books. Chapter 15, Benware speaks about Hebrew poetry. And let's begin making some comments, reading from Benware at first, chapter 15, page 162 of the book, 162. Poetry is found in everywhere in the Old Testament scriptures, but six entire books of poetry were written during the era of the monarchy. The time of the United Monarchy would be considered Israel's golden age of literature. In these days of peace in the reigns of David and Solomon found in the books 2 Samuel and 1 Kings, were the most productive in the writing of the songs and poems that became an important part, such an important part, on the life of Israel. These books of poetry spoke not only to ancient Israel, but have had a continuing impact on God's people. Reflected in this literature are the problems, experiences, beliefs, philosophies, and attitudes of the Israelites— such a wide variety of interests are expressed that these writings well nigh have a universal appeal. The frequent use by the common people throughout the world and the voluminous or great amount of literature written since Old Testament times indicate that the poetical books deal with problems and truths familiar with all mankind. Poetry speaks past culture. It speaks to different peoples in different settings at different times, and God uses it. And these books of poetry are helpful and useful in studying. So let's uh, continue. It says, The books of Hebrew poetry, the poetic books, poetical books, do indeed speak to the issues and needs and experiences by believers both then and now. Job, he wrestles with the problem of suffering that righteous people endure. The Psalms basically are songs of praise, and they express the full range of human emotions. The, books of Proverbs, the book of Proverbs provides valuable insights into the realm of life and gives instruction on wise living. Ecclesiastes approaches the matter of wise living from a unique point of view. It makes clear that apart from a righteous relationship or a right relationship with God, life is indeed empty. And the Song of Solomon is a dramatic poem that expresses the joys and dangers of human love. And Lamentations is an expression of human grief coupled with trust in God's covenant-keeping love. And types of Hebrew poetry. There are different ways of categorizing the poets, but five types are, are the main kinds. One, there's lyrical poems, and they're so named because they were originally designed to accompany music. Most of the psalms fall into this category. And there's also teaching or didactic poems, didactic teaching poetry. It 
which gives us a lesson. Um, they're intended to teach people and observe to observe and evaluate life. The mind rather than the emotions were appealed to. Proverbs and Ecclesiastes were this type of poetry. They address the mind, the thinking. And then prophetic poems are not found in these six books, but rather in Isaiah and some other places. Beware lists a fourth kind of poetry, elegiac or elegiac, whichever way you pronounce it, which is poetry over human grief and sorrow. Lamentations uh, fit into this category. And then you have dramatic poems such as Job and Song of Solomon. They convey ideas and truth through dialogue and monologue, much like a modern play would do. So it's a conversation that's happening, a dialogue that's happening. Okay, parallelism in Hebrew poetry. Unlike poems and verse that are we're most familiar with, Hebrew poetry is different. It's not achieved by rhyme. The basic structure of Hebrew poetry is parallelism. Now, in English poetry, oftentimes rhyme is critical. There's the old form of the, the poem. It takes many forms today, but one, uh, roses are red, violets are blue, sugar is sweet, and so are you, and so forth. And people have changed it in so many different ways. But the key to that is that the, the words rhyme. Hebrew poetry doesn't depend on that. It depends more on parallelism. Page 164 of Benware. We don't find any emphasis at, at all on rhyme and very little on meter compared to that of, of other languages. The principal feature is that of parallelism, the idea that the second or following lines of a, of a strophe somehow parallel the thought of the first. In the structure of Hebrew poetry, a statement is made in the first line, and the second line repeats, expands, or contrasts that thought. It's in that sense that uh, it's, it, it is the thought or sense rhyme in Hebrew poetry that makes it easier to translate these great truths from Hebrew into other languages. There's a number of different kinds of parallelism. Synonymous, the second line repeats the same idea. Antithetic, the second line contrasts the idea. Synthetic, the second, I, the second line completes or enlarges the first line. And climatic, a word is built upon until a climax of thought is reached. Or emblematic, a metaphor or a simile in one line is used to illustrate the truth of another line. Hebrew poetry possesses many other features, such as beautiful word pictures and figures of speech, acrostic arrangements, similes, metaphors, and personification of ideas or objects. But the value of this portion of the Old Testament is not necessarily found in the variety of literary devices, but in the beautiful balance that exists between the inspiring work of the Holy Spirit and the deepest and widest of human emotion and expression. The believer can not only identify with the writers, but is also assured that the truth received is authoritative, and it is the unchanging message from God. And with that, let's uh, pause with an introduction to Hebrew poetry, and then we'll look at uh, the book of Job. <music> 